Right, so we continue with our series on prayer, and this week we're up to listening prayer. Okay, so this is where we get to the real meaty end of it all. Uh, next week will be our, our last week. And basically what I'm going to say to you today is, is in prayer we can tune into the voice of God by the power of the Spirit. So if I was to condense this into a 10-second sermon, that's, that's what I'd say. I'd say in prayer we can tune into the voice of God by the power of the Spirit. But I'm not going to condense it into a 10-second sermon. I'm going to keep on talking a bit longer. <laughs> All right. Little quick little exercise to get us into this. I hope I hope you can hear this because I didn't have a chance to uh, check the volume on this. I'll just turn that up actually. Not too far. Oh, you need to start to hear well. <laughs> All right. Um, so have a little listen to this this little. Um, it's a little bit of music, is what this is. Okay, so what do you hear? Verily, everyone's quite familiar with that, isn't it? And what what instrument could you hear playing it? Piano. The piano, and we we're quite familiar with da 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 da. It's really easy to hear, isn't it? Did you hear the violins playing though? No. I mean, we all heard piano, I heard didn't we? It look it was it, this is actually from a live concert, so you're probably just hearing the general ambience of the room as well. But there were violins in there. Let, let me rewind that and see if you can pick the violins. But you've got, you've got to listen carefully. Did, you, did anyone manage to pick the vibe? I mean, it's yeah. probably not the best on, on this TV, but a few people, Josh, could you, you could pick the violins? They were very subtle. They were very subtle. Maybe if you turn the volume down a little bit. Yeah, they were very subtle. Look, even, even if you had awesome um, Apple headphones on, it'd still be subtle. Let me play some more and have a listen and see what other instruments, see if you can pick other instruments up. Okay? instruments that time so what could you hear I heard the you heard an oboe well done okay and almost like I thought I heard a triangle you know like the sound of a triangle yeah I think there was a triangle in there yeah any other instruments so that was actually a full symphony orchestra mm. playing that 
So there were a lot of instruments mm. playing there that it's hard to hear, isn't it? Because our ear is so tuned to the piano playing, da 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 da, you know, Feralese, isn't it? It's the dominant sound we hear because we're familiar with that sound, aren't we? And it's the louder sound. But underneath, there's all these subtleties that if we took time and, and practiced listening and learn a bit about classical music, we would tune our ear in, wouldn't we? And we'd be able to hear those other sounds a lot more easily. But if we don't practice, all we hear is what the average person hears, and that's the sound of a, a piano thumping out Feralese. Yeah, you could hear a cello and a clarinet. Well done. Yep, they were all in there. Um, so listening prayer, listening to God, is actually a bit like this exercise. Okay, you, it takes a little bit of practice to tune your spiritual ear in to hear the subtleties of God's voice. You need to kind of quieten the loud and dominant um, voices that you hear in society or the loud and dominant voice of your own thoughts and, 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 and um, voices or, or maybe the voices of others. Okay, our ears are quite accustomed to hearing those voices speak into our life. But there's a subtlety of God's voice when he speaks into our life that we need to learn how to listen for. And, and you need to learn to listen carefully. But once you practice, once you, you tune your ear in, you can hear um, much more of what God says to you than, than what you might initially think you can. All right. What voices do you think you're currently tuned into? I mean, there's our own voice, isn't there? That's a dominant voice we listen to. Oh, your husband's voice. For husbands, your wife's voice, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, the voices of others. So our friends, our work colleagues, um, people we admire, people we respect. Uh, the voices of culture and society. Okay. Constantly, there's a lot of voices speaking into our life, telling us things, saying things to us. Well, we can hear, yeah, we can hear them, but they're not sort of speaking into our life, are they? Then I don't know about you, but my cat's all chatterbox, and so are the mice in the walls. <laughs> yep, okay. Um, have you learnt to hear God's voice for yourself? That's the challenge I have for us today. Have you learnt to hear God speak into your life? And I don't just mean listening to what other Christians say God is saying to you. I don't just mean receiving prophetic words from people or listening to sermons from people. I mean, have you learnt how to hear the voice of God speaking into your life for yourself? I think a born-again follower of Jesus will learn how to hear the voice of God in their own life. You know, in the Old Testament, it was only specially anointed people like prophets that, that could hear the voice of God speaking into their life. Um, but for every born-again, spirit-filled believer, we can hear God's guidance and wisdom, his direction, his, um, you know, his will for our life. We can hear him speaking that into our life. And so today, in prayer, in prayer, we can tune in to the voice of God by the power of the Spirit. Um, you know, when you do that, when you tune into God's voice by the power of the Spirit, you are going to be able to hear his wisdom. You're going to be able to hear his revelation for your life, his prompting, his will. And that's going to be both in formal prayer times, but also just during the day as you're going about your business, when you're not specifically praying. 
okay you can be tuned into what god is saying and where he's leading you takes a bit of practice though and anyone who's sort of been a christian for a while and has been on this journey for a while you'll know it takes a bit of practice and it takes a bit of persistence doesn't it to tune in to hearing god speak just like it takes a bit of patience and practice to tune in to those other instruments in the orchestra what does god's voice sound like that's the million dollar question isn't it um you know, and, I, and, and I'm using very um, physical, sensory words to describe God's voice. So I, I don't necessarily mean that you're going to hear a booming voice. You know, this is God speaking to you. I, I don't necessarily mean an audible voice when I talk about hearing God's voice. Okay, so just let me clarify that. All right. Um, there's a subtlety to hearing from God that, that is, is not quite the same as... Um, you know, me speaking to you directly, okay? What does God's voice sound like? I'm not actually going to cover that today. <laughs> You're disappointed. That's not where we're headed today. The reason we're not headed there today is because you're going to head along to your Tuesday night small group and you're going to watch session six of the prayer course and Pete Grieg covers it really well. So I'm not going to do it because he's going to do it for me, all right? And you can watch him as many times you want till you get it, okay? Okay. Um, I was also going to give you a handout from Barry Chan, which I've realized I haven't done. So I'll get that for you next week. But Barry Chan has a great little, you know, what does God speak to us about? How does God sort of speak into our life that I'll make a copy of and have here for you next week? So I'm going to give you that as well. And you can spend time looking at that and all of his scriptures. Okay. But the third thing I'll say about hearing God's voice and the third reason why I'm not going to tell you today what it sounds like to hear God's voice is that you've got to learn that for yourself. Because we're talking about a relational journey here. We're not talking about a formula when it comes to hearing God's voice. This is a journey. Each of you have to go on individually and discover for yourselves, how does God speak to me? What does God's voice in my life sound like or look like or feel like? How does it work for me? Because it's a relational journey. Think about marriage, for example. And it actually takes quite a while, those of you who, who are married, to sort of tune in, to understand um, how your spouse communicates. Like it takes a while. It's not just this instant thing that, that you can tune in and understand how they communicate. And I don't just mean words. I don't just mean word communicating. I mean what they're actually meaning, okay? Because we all know that people can say one thing and mean something else, don't we? All right, and you learn to read and understand and perceive what they're actually saying what they're actually meaning okay um you know body language moods all the subtlety of people no one unfortunately is able to give my husband a book called how to understand the voice of annette <coughs> what an awesome book that would be though like i just think i was like that'd be cool no no i mean they can't expect to give him a book called How to Hear the Voice of Annette and actually expect that by applying this sort of checklist of things, he's going to understand perfectly clearly all the time what I'm saying. All right? Communication is not that simple, is it? And I'm a complex creature. <laughs> I can't be distilled down into a list of, of, of checkpoints. I can't be categorised in a list, can I? If that's true for me and our marriage relationship, how much more true is that for, for God? You know, we can't distill into a neat list how God communicates. He's so much more complex than that, isn't he? Um, 
my husband, he needs more than a book to understand how to communicate with me. What he needs is an active relationship with me, doesn't he? That's what he really needs. And as our relationship has grown, his ability to hear me grows too, doesn't it? And he's got 20 years of relational experience at hearing the voice of Annette. And um, I tell you what, he's getting better at it day by day. <laughs> if, sorry, Steve. If he were to ignore me, if he were to ignore my voice and actually not want to hear me, it'd be a sign we didn't have a great relationship, wouldn't it? All right. It, it would say something about our marriage. And so for us today, if you're not training yourself to hear from God, why not? Why not? Like if you don't want to tune into God's voice, why not? What's going on for you that you don't want to do that? As I said, today is not about a list of steps for listening prayer and knowing what God's voice sounds like. If you have a relationship with Jesus, if you are born again and filled with the new life that the Spirit brings, then you can hear from God. And that's really all you need to know, that you can, that it's possible Let's get that settled now because I think we often have a lot of doubt when it, when it comes to, well, can I hear from God? Maybe that's just for the really super Christians. If you're born again, if you're filled with a new life that the Spirit brings, you can hear from God. Do you agree? Yes. yes. Amen. You can. But what we all need to do, we all can hear from God, can't we? But what we all need to do is to better tune our ears to his melody line. And so just like a concert pianist is constantly refining their skill, there are things that we can do, whether you've been born again for 10 minutes, 10 years or most of your life, there are things we can all do to tune our ear in with God's voice and be able to listen to what the Spirit says. Now, we'll get to what that actual thing is that we can do towards the end. I've got to lay some foundations here for us first, okay? So just stick with me while we get the foundations in, and then we'll get to that, like, icing on top right at the end, all right? Now, Book of Revelation, that says, Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us, church. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us. Um, but are we listening? I mean, are we really listening? In prayer, we can do a lot of talking. But are we listening as well? And that's the challenge for this week, to make prayer not just about us talking to God, but for us to be listening to him well. In prayer, we can tune in to the voice of God by the power of the Spirit. You know, this comes with some rather helpful benefits. When you tune into God's voice, you access the power and the wisdom you need for daily life. Hands up who needs a bit of power and wisdom in their daily life. Yeah, two hands if you need a double dose. <laughs> hey, we all need that, don't we? I mean, you'd be nuts to pass it up. You know, he's God, created the universe, saying, hey, I've got some power and wisdom for your daily living. I mean, who's going to knock that back? You'd be crazy, wouldn't you? Um, if you think you can get by in life without learning to hear from God and listen to him, I, I tell you what, there's a little point in you calling him Lord. Really? 
There's little point in you calling yourself a disciple of Jesus. You, you, you really can't be a follower of Jesus if you don't listen to him and see him as the source of power and provision and ability in your daily life. John 10.10 says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Well, how about this one? Ephesians Ephesians 1.17. Ephesians 1.17 to 20. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. That's kind of just a way of saying that, that you know, he's praying that their spirit can hear and see and understand and perceive what God is saying. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. There it is, his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. I had to resist the urge on just preaching out of this text because it's a good text, isn't it? Hey? Um, but what I, what I want you to see in this text is that there is power waiting for you when you hear wisdom and revelation from the Spirit. I mean, when we're listening to God, what we're talking about is hearing his wisdom in our life, aren't we? We're talking about hearing revelation from him for, for daily living. There is power waiting for you when you listen to God speaking into your life because the Spirit is going to reveal wise things to you and true things to you. The Spirit is going to speak to us things that are helpful and hopeful. The Spirit will help you understand just what you have inherited when you became a born-again child of God. And I tell you what, when you get a grasp of what you have inherited as a born-again child of God, there's no going back then, is there? The Spirit will help you understand the incomparably, it's a big word, isn't it? Incomparably great power for you as a believer. Power that is mighty, power that is strong, power that is so mighty and strong, it conquered sin and death. And the last time I checked, sin and death seems to be pretty strong in this world, doesn't it? But this mighty power conquered sin and death. This is power that is unlike anything else this physical creation or the spiritual world for that matter knows. Nothing compares to this power. It is greater than all other powers. And it's on offer to you. I'm getting goosebumps. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. You know, more than revealing these things to you, 
more than even showing these things to you, the Spirit is the source of these things in your life. He is the resident in our lives that provides this strong and this mighty power. Paul says, I want the Spirit to give the ability to know this, to know that you have access to this, to receive this. In prayer, we can tune into the voice of God by the power of the Spirit. On your own, no one here has the ability to hear from God. No one on your own. It's just, it's impossible. You cannot do it. No one is clever enough, spiritual enough, wise enough on their own to hear from God. It is the glorious Father who gives you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, who enlightens your heart so that you can listen to God and hear what he says. Is that true? Do you believe that? 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 2, 19. This is a good little gem of a verse here. I've never really paid too much attention to this little one. This is good. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him, these are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, for who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of God? What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not with words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. Sorry, guys, that's the rest of it there. (laughs) Okay. It's not our our physical five senses that that, um, we need to listen to God. Your your eyes and your ears and your mind on their own cannot comprehend or understand the hope and the inheritance and the power you gain through Jesus. Intellectually, you know, we can only understand a certain amount about the truths of God. It's only going to get us so far in life. If you want to really know what God is thinking... If you want to really understand spiritual realities, you you need to know the language of God's spirit. Spiritual things are revealed to spiritual people by the spirit of God. You see the key word there? The spiritual things are revealed to spiritual people by the spirit of God. You need the spirit to hear from God. And it's only then that in prayer we're able to tune in to the voice of God. Only by the power of the Spirit in your life. And really, with prayer, whether we're talking about adoration or petition or intercession or contemplation or listening or even next week, which is spiritual warfare, the Spirit's essential for all of it, isn't it? Let me read to you this beautiful quote um, from E.M. Bounds, the complete works of E.M. Bounds on prayer. 
We pray, not by the truth the Holy Spirit reveals to us, but we pray by the actual presence of the Holy Spirit. He puts the desire in our hearts, kindles that desire by his own flame. We simply give lip and voice and hearts to his unutterable groanings. Our prayers are taken up by him and energised and sanctified by his intercession. He prays for us and through us and in us. And we pray by him, through him and in him. He puts the prayer in us and we give it utterance and heart. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. That's beautiful. So what I want to do is clarify two things before we move on to that icing I was talking about. All right? I want to clarify two things about um, the Holy Spirit and the Spirit's work in your life. Firstly, you are made alive by the Spirit. Right? You've got, you got that, haven't you? That's, we kind of get that. We're made alive by the Spirit. So Romans chapter 8, verse 11. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. Tick. Okay. And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living in you. So you are made alive by the presence of the spirit living in you. All right. So that's point number one here. The spirit lives in you. He brings life to you. But... The Spirit also comes upon you, bringing power to your life. Let me read to you from um, the book of Acts, just to clarify this idea that the Spirit comes upon you, bringing this power I've been talking about to your life. Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Now, what we've got here is we've got the Apostle Peter, and he's preaching the gospel to the Gentiles. So these aren't Jews, these are Gentiles, that all of a sudden it's been revealed that you know, God is for Gentiles as well. So it's a bit, of a bit of a big deal in the Bible. But Acts chapter 10, so we've got Peter, he's preaching the gospel to these, these people. And Peter's, Peter's saying, I'll just pick up from verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. So did you catch that? It's the Holy Spirit and power that enabled the ministry of Jesus. Let me read it again. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. God was with him. It's the Holy Spirit and power that enables the ministry of Jesus. And then if we skip down a little bit further to, to verse 44, again, we've got Peter preaching to a crowd of people. While Peter was speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Now, these Gentiles were actually already believers. That's, that's why they, they called Peter in. They, 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 God spoke to um, Cornelius and said, hey, you know, get this dude Peter in. 
He's got a message to, to tell you about. And so Peter comes in and, and preaches the gospel and talks about how um, Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit and power. And I love it because as he's telling them about Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit and power, what happens? They get filled with the Holy Spirit and power. And so these these Gentile believers, they're not just made alive by the Spirit. The power of the Spirit has come upon them as a gift into their life. And the result, the, the, the noticeable result is tongues and praise and worship. And it's just released as this natural response to the power of the Spirit. Maybe you haven't experienced that yet. Maybe you haven't experienced the Spirit coming in power upon your life. Like you've received Jesus. He's your Lord. He's your King. You know that he died for your sins and he rose to life so that you would be forgiven and you would have an eternal relationship with your Heavenly Father. But you haven't yet experienced the Holy Spirit coming on you in this way with power. And I'm telling you, you can Be open to that, more than open. Be hungry for that. Be expectant for that power to manifest in your life. He has that for you. He has that for you. You know, many, many years ago, he had that for me. He had it for me. And there was just this desire I had for just more of of God in my life and for the Holy Spirit. And I heard about this thing called tongues. And I'd never actually heard tongues because I was in a church at the time that didn't really do the whole tongues thing. But I wanted it anyway. (laughs) I was hungry for it anyway. And so I asked God for it. One night in the shower, actually. How'd you do? Pray in the shower, don't you? Yep. Yep. It's a great place to pray. I'm like, Lord, um, I was told I could just ask for tongues and your spirit to baptise me with your power. So, uh, yeah, would you do that, please? (laughs) I'm feeling wet, but it's the water from the shower. (laughs) Okay, well, in your time, Lord. (laughs) Left it with him. Do you know what? It's about three days later. That was a Sunday night, I think. By the Wednesday, it's a Wednesday. And I dropped in to see someone and um, I'm just feeling excited about God. You know when you get excited about God? It's just something stirring in my belly. I'm like, oh, God, you're so amazing. You're so awesome. You're so exciting. I love you. I mean, it's a bit weird, isn't it, just to randomly be feeling like this? And I'm just getting excited. I go and see this person. We're talking about how amazing, exciting God is together. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> he's exciting. I jump in my car. Steve is off playing indoor volleyball. You know, God works in the ordinary, every day of life. He really does. I get in my car and I'm like, oh, God, you're so exciting. And the only way I could express what I was feeling about God was to let these weird sounds come out of my mouth. I'm like, oh, this is weird. Oh, well, I'll run with it. And I'm letting these sounds and these sounds turning into phrases. And as I'm driving, I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if I should pull over. Oh, I'm almost there. And these phrases are turning into sentences. And I'm, I'm sitting there at the Leeton Indoor Volleyball Stadium. I chose a spot right up the back because by that stage, I'm shaking and I'm muttering under my breath these strange, strange words and sentences. And I'm sitting up there thinking, husband's playing volleyball down there. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, 
Maybe this is tongues, or maybe I need to go and check myself into a hospital tomorrow. Uh, okay. Anyway, cut a long story short, I eventually clued it. It was probably better those tongues than I was crazy. And um, no, it was God, you know, I prayed, and God gave me some, some words and some scriptures that really confirmed to me that, that this was the power of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I couldn't get enough of God. I couldn't stop talking about him. I couldn't stop preaching any chance I had about him and um, you know here I am today okay I mean obviously there's a lot that's happened in my life um, good and bad but here I am today and I'm saying he has that for you if you haven't yet experienced the power of the Holy Spirit in your life you won't look back you won't look back so we're actually going to make some time this afternoon some ministry time just for you to get hungry and for God to fill you, all right? For you to get hungry and for God to fill you. And I just want to say, if you want to live a fair and born-again life as a disciple of Jesus, I'm just saying you need you need the power of the Spirit for that. Hey, let's be, let's be real. You do, okay? Let me draw all this together for us. In prayer, you can listen to God because you have a living relationship with him. He lives in you. You can learn how to tune in to his voice in your life. You can tune your ear to his voice or you can choose to ignore it. Okay. Thirdly, you need the power of the spirit to hear from God. In prayer, we can tune into the power of the voice of God by the power of the spirit. And I said there was some icing coming. And, and as I've alluded to, the icing is this, the way we can tune our ear into God's voice is by praying in tongues. Um, you know, when, you, when the Spirit comes upon you, the ability to pray in tongues is triggered, it's awakened, it's just this natural response to the power of the Spirit. And we saw that in Acts chapter 10. Some of you already have had the Spirit come upon you in this way and you already are familiar with the gift of tongues. And I want to say to you, you need to make time to pray in tongues. All right. The testimony of people who pray in tongues regularly shows that it makes a difference to them being able to hear from God, hearing his wisdom, hearing his revelation and receiving power from him. And in a bit, I'm going to read you a few testimonies about that. You know, for me, when I pray for people, I use tongues. And, and it, it gives me words and pictures and thoughts and it, it gives me this sense of what God wants me to pray for them. It opens me up more easily to hear those really quiet, subtle promptings of the Spirit or to have things drop into my mind that are from God, you know, to, to be able to tune into those little inner urges and tugs and desires that the Holy Spirit speaks spiritually into my spirit. Okay? If you don't yet use tongues in your prayer time, as I said, we're going to have some ministry time in a moment to make room for you to ask for that. You just have to ask God for it. Hey, ask and believe that you'll receive. He's not going to give you a snake or a fish if you ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit, is he? He's going to give it to you. And then I'm going to say, for those who, who have the gift of tongues, who have experienced this, I want you to try the BCC. The BCC. All right, the Barry Chant Challenge. 
Does anyone know what the Barry Chant Challenge is? Yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. All right, so Barry Chant, for those who don't know, he's um, someone in our movement, probably in his, you know, late 70s by now, very well respected, quite a theologian, started a uh, Bible college in Adelaide, you know, as you do when you're just an average person. <laughs> anyway, he's a pretty smart cookie. But um, uh, one of his um, uh, classes or courses that he, he used to teach at this Bible college required his students to, as a, a spiritual exercise, pray in tongues every day for 10 minutes, every day throughout the course of semester, and then to keep a journal diary about what went on for them in this time. Okay, so they had to pray in tongues for 10 minutes a day and then keep a journal. And what I have here for you is some of the testimonies of those students. And I just want to read some of them. And look, it might take a few minutes, but I think this is good. It's, testimony helps us to sort of grab hold of stuff, doesn't it? Do you find that? You like hearing people's, people's examples. So, um, so, so as I said, he's uh, part of the class. They have, to, they have to pray in tongues 10 minutes a day and then write a report. Initially, many of found this exercise. And this is, by the way, from Barry Chant's book, Praying in the Spirit. Thank you. Um, uh, initially, many of them found the exercise difficult or felt that they were just doing it because it was required, not because it was voluntary, voluntary. But they persevered. Most of them reported wonderful blessings. In fact, the results have been astonishing. Jane told me how she had many blocks to overcome and could not do the exercise until her fears were resolved. The days I least felt like praying in tongues, she said, were the times I most needed it. And from this I learned the value of discipline and not giving in to my moods or emotions. Marilyn found the assignment difficult because she could not see any intellectual value in what she was doing. But the struggle allowed the Holy Spirit to reveal to her the need to repent and hand it over to the Lord. As she prayed more, she lost the necessity to feel she had to prove herself. The more this happened, the more she could pray in tongues. It was an upward spiral. Maureen lost the problems she had previously experienced with disturbed sleep. Kay found that while she prayed, she would often feel prompted by the Spirit to pray in her mind for a particular person, situation or event. Then she found that during the day she was drawn to the Spirit's voice because it was now clearer and she was able to listen, discern and act upon it. See, that's what we're talking about right there, isn't it? Many students reported a greater peace and contentment as a result. The problem was, said Michael, that, as with any prayer, 10 minutes was inadequate. It is only after half an hour, he reported, that I can start feeling really close to God. Lorraine noted that on a few occasions, especially when she did not feel like praying, she had a sense of God's love, majesty and greatness. She struggled to find the words to describe how she felt. When times have been tough, she said, just keep on praising God. Even when I don't know what I'm saying, I don't know what I don't know what to say, has given me a sense of peace and knowledge that God is in control of every situation. Even those who have been walking in the Spirit for many years found this exercise challenging. Ben enjoyed praying in tongues, but within the first few days of beginning this exercise, I found myself confronted with a terrible thing, my own lack of prayerlessness. Prayer, prayerfulness, prayer for something. It came as a shock to me to realise that deliberately setting aside 10 minutes a day to pray in tongues was far more difficult than I imagined it would be. 
I lost concentration very rapidly and I was far too restless, allowing my thoughts to wander and being slow to direct my mind and heart back to God. This prayer exercise made me realise that my prayerfulness and perhaps even my attitude to God and to being disciplined had become sloppy. I've had to humble myself before the Lord and call on him in a new and fresh way. The discipline of praying regularly of the Spirit was illustrated by Andrew's comment that he initially found the exercise difficult because he thought that much of what he was doing was in the flesh. However, looking back, he wrote, I can see the benefits of this exercise and I intend on continuing in my own devotions. It was like putting my faith in action as I spoke aloud and I was able to sense the presence of God in my life in a more tangible way. Beverly felt uncomfortable and embarrassed when she first began to speak in tongues. Common experience, okay. It's a bit weird and strange, isn't it? She persevered but still could not feel particularly spiritual or godly. But since then, she reported, okay, so stick with it if it's not working for you at first. Since then, she reported the value of praying for spirit has been both surprising and profound. The results included peace, calmness, spiritual insight, spiritual growth, greater intimacy with Jesus, more effective prayer, and a more positive change in her general temperament after a bout of sickness. Colin was delighted. It revolutionised my prayer life. He found greater appreciation for the character and nature of God and saw intercessions for others being answered in a significant way. He gained new insights into scripture, witnessed more effectively and became bolder in exercising the other spiritual gifts. And look, I I could go on for another page or two. And if you want to have a read of the rest of those afterwards, you can be. You get the point, don't you? It, it radically transforms our, our life with God and our life in this world because we hear wisdom and revelation and, and we're just more in tune with what he is saying. Okay? So I, I want to encourage you, take up the Barry Chant Challenge. Just do it for two weeks. 10 minutes every day for two weeks. Set an alarm on your phone to remind yourself. 10 minutes every day for two weeks. And then keep going after that. <laughs> All right? Okay. Um, as I said, we're going we're gonna to have some ministry time now. And we're just going to take some time to pray and to practice hearing from God. And we're just going to let the Spirit guide this. I don't have too many thoughts about how this is going to work. I've got um, a song that I'm going to put up on on, um, on the TV there. And I, I just encourage those of you who uh, do pray in tongues, just start praying in tongues. Just, just allow um, yourself to spontaneously pray and worship it as the Spirit leads you. Those of you who want to receive um, the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit into your life, Ask him. Ask him. Uh, allow him to do that. And, I mean, we can lay hands on you and pray for you if you want. I'm, I'm really happy to do that. But, like, it can be in a shower. It can be anywhere. It doesn't have to be in a, in a prayer line at church, but it can be. So if you want me to, to, to pray over you, I can do that. But just be open. Be hungry. Okay? And then after we've, we've, uh, we've prayed and worshipped and just listened to God for, for a time, I'm just going to ask you, what did God say to you? What did you sense? What did you hear? And we'll just, we'll just take a short time to share with one another. Okay? All right. So I'll just put on some music. Look, you, let's, let's stand and move about. Maybe we can pack away a few of those chairs and just create a bit of space for us. Thanks, guys.